G'day, my name's Martin Murray and you're listening to the In The Paddock podcast, where we talk all things farming. G'day and welcome to another Wednesday Tech Talk. So I'm not much of a punter. I don't go to the races, I don't go to the casino, I'm not on the betting apps. Uh, I just do my betting out in the paddock with the rain. And um, like all things gambling, you're, you're probably not taking, you know, wild bets. Again, I don't gamble, so I don't really know you may go crazy who knows uh but i I sort of assume that most people are weighing up risk looking at options going for something and then having a bit of review after uh after they've taken that punt and so we took a gamble on some double crop durum and we're just going to go over that today and go over how it worked out for us so today we're going over a bit of a durum scorecard this is a bit of a scorecard that i'm giving myself um for the uh durum crop that i've had in over the winter now it's all harvested said and done saying that i don't actually have a physical score to give myself i haven't really thought this through it's just sort of made clicked with me now uh as i speak this that there won't actually be a numbered score just a uh Bit of a review, after action review, I guess. What did we do well? What can we improve? Um, yeah, what's a sustain? What needs work? You know, all that sort of good stuff. So basically, head has been through, uh, the crop's off, it's been sold, uh, it's, yeah, it's gone. And across the farm, we averaged 1.814 tonnes per hectare, uh, which is just slightly over the predicted median wheat yield for the nationwide just happened to see that on twitter today so i just thought that was interesting now what have we done well what didn't we do well what could we do better what um what should we be looking at uh going forward so let's just give a few numbers around the situation and um what actually happened so you can get a bit of an idea there so our yield was 1.814 tonnes uh, to the hectare. And what uh, that was worth was around $800 a hectare in farm income X farm gate. Uh, why X farm gate? Because I find that easier to do my margins by just docking the cost of freight because it's a bill per tonne off the tonnage as it leaves the farm instead of actually sitting down and, uh, yeah factoring that in uh, to the equations. I just find farm gate pricing much easier to work with. It takes out a few other factors such as, you know, distance to silos, that sort of thing. So anyway, our growing costs, uh, still waiting on some bills there for like we haven't actually got our harvesting bill, but it's going to be somewhere around that $550 a hectare. So that includes a notional um, cost per seed, which includes the grading, the treatment, and the value of what it would have been worth if we'd just sold it off the header uh, like we would have with the rest of it. Uh, And despite myself doing my own spraying, uh, for the most part, we we did get a contractor in, uh, well, during the season. Actually, the only spray job we did during the season, this was before we um, had the new John Deere, we did actually get a contractor in. So it's got actual figure there as a hectare cost. And, uh, of course, we've got a notional uh, machinery cost because I do my own sewing. So I still like to put in a cost there at contractor rates. Um, I think that's the fairest way that I can do my gross margin. So all up, 
chemical for uh, operational matters, we're looking at about 550 in growing costs. So we've made about $250 a hectare. Now that's always a good start. Always good to be making money on a crop, particularly a double crop crop in a season like this. And that's the rest of the background. So this durum was double cropped behind sorghum and we had about 40 mils of effective in-crop rain. Uh, it's another one that I've got to go through and uh, tally up the figures. We may have got up to 50 mils between sowing and harvest, but that last stuff was sort of as the crop was coming in, it was ripening up. Uh, so I haven't really bothered to include that in the figures. So tight season. Um, really happy that we got that one point uh, eight odd tonnes. And uh, basically, we just want to go over and uh, work out, you know, what do we do well? Uh, what could we have done better? So starting from the start, you know the situation. We've got the scenario there. Uh, variety. Did we get the right variety? And to be honest, did we even have the right crop? Well, that's a maybe. I've got a feeling that if we'd gone barley, we probably could have been pushing two and a half, maybe three tonne, just because barley is a bit more of an efficient converter of moisture. Um, so barley can convert that into grain, being a bit of a shorter crop, it uh, may have gone a bit better for me. Particularly if I went a clear field barley, so I'm thinking Maximus, Spartacus, uh, possibly even a Commodus, um, those varieties would have opened up a few options and probably would have saved me a few herbicide costs. Now to uh, take care of our grass and broadleaf weeds, we used overwatch in crop, uh, well sorry, not in crop, we used overwatch as a pre-emergent and I was very happy with those results, but it's about $40 a hectare. Now we could have probably got away and done things a bit cheaper, again by running clearfield barley, got that same control of weed spectrum, uh, but not uh, paid as much money there per hectare which would have saved us probably about $2,000 across the area. So, you know, not a massive saving, but it's still a saving. Uh, still adds adds into that budget. So that's, that's one key area I would change. Uh, probably would try and source some seed, but we just sort of ran with what we had. Uh, the opportunity was there. We ran with it. We hadn't actually planned on on having this uh, this scenario fold out we weren't originally planning double crop but we got the uh, rain before the sorghum harvest it gave me a bit of confidence to actually get it through to harvest and then we got enough rain to sow so we just grabbed the seed we had and went with it uh, so that is well that was that that was that was um yeah why we selected the variety we selected other than that weed control was a big one we still had a bit of remnant flea bane a few things there that were causing issues uh smashed that pretty hard early on it was a rather expensive spray it was somewhere in the the order of about fifty dollars a hectare but it killed off those plants so it's a good result there that's a win very happy with how that worked out uh rolling forward from that so we've got the crop in we've got it up we've got it established uh fertilizer now we knew from soil testing uh done just as we were sowing that we did need a bit of N and we were fertilizing for a pretty high yield. We were gonna chase that five ton, hoping things went with us throughout the season. We got another another wet winter, plenty of conversion. We were hoping that we could chase that five ton. 
Obviously, that didn't happen, but we went ahead and put out 150 kilos of urea across most of it. With one paddock where the sorghum crop was heavier, we put out 200 kilos of urea. Now, that um, was interesting because that that urea, while it went out there with that dry season, uh, we got enough rain, we timed that well, we got it incorporated into that uh, into the soil, um, but we weren't able to get uh, it fully utilised because of the dry season. So because you need roots actively uh, searching for moisture, actively working in moist soil to take in that nutrition, uh, if it's all tied up in the top 10 centimetres, that top 10 centimetres is dry, you're not going to have active roots there, you're not going to be able to take it in. So while we got one truckload that was DR1, top grade for Durham, uh, the rest was DR2. And it was the protein that was letting us down. So, you know, I'd call that a sustain. It's not really a needs work, needs improvement. We set up uh, for success and the season didn't go with us. And, you know, that, that's part of it. And, you know, I'm a big believer in setting up for maximum potential. You know, if you, uh, if you happen to be a pessimist in this game and set up your crops each year like you're never going to make a dollar, well, guess what? You're never going to make a dollar uh, because you're not putting the inputs in to make it happen. Now, the upside of putting on that extra nutrition is that come the summer, uh, come the, the coming, uh, you know, fallow period, uh, the rain that we get, now that will wash that nitrogen further down the profile and that will set me up for success in future crops when we do have dry seasons as that nutrition is down the profile we are then able to take that up and um, use that more efficiently in those crops where you get those dry seasons. So even though that top stuff isn't being active, we should still get decent quality because you're picking up that end from a depth. So what else then happened in crop? Well, nothing. Uh, the Overwatch did a cracking job. We never did a broadleaf spray. Uh, we never did a grass spray. We just let it run right through. And at harvest, Still very happy uh, with those results. There was the odd weed in a couple of spots where, um, yeah, there wasn't as much plant competition, something like that. And there was a bit of volunteer sorghum coming through, which, well, not a lot we can do about that either. So very happy with that result. Uh, I think the Overwatch performed remarkably well. And as I said earlier, you know, while it, uh, it did cost us about $40-odd a hectare early on in the season, it's then gone on to save us... $20 a hectare later and we also didn't do a grass spraying crop so I'm not sure what Axel's worth these days but you know it saved us another $30-$40 there so it, the value proposition was there it has paid for itself in using that pre-emergent chemistry. So if we didn't do a broadleaf or a grass spray well what about a fungicide? Well no we didn't do one of them either. Uh, again the season being as dry as it is we didn't see a need to do a fungicide treatment. There was just no need, no pressure, no real reason to, and no real risk. The only disease that we did see a little bit of was crown rot coming in towards the end. Again, Durham is a highly susceptible crop uh, for crown rot. Probably another reason to go barley in these uh, tighter situations. And um, Westcourt, which is the variety I was using, is very susceptible to it. Uh, so again, if we're going to go Durham in that same sort of situation, Syngenta have just brought out a new product for the management of crown rot. It's a seed treatment. 
and I cannot think of its name off the top of my head. Uh, but, you know, Google Crown Rot C treatment, you'll find it. So I probably would look to use that again going forward. But also, you know, I'd, I'd probably look to grow um, barley, as I said. You know, barley's worth about $100 a tonne less, but we only needed to grow an extra 200 kilos a hectare and we would be in the same position in terms of, uh, you know, gross margin, X farm gate. So there we go. So wrapping up, fallow, quite happy with it. Not that there really was much one. There was just a bit of weed control that we need to do pre-crop. Our variety choice, now that is something we'd probably change, may even swap crop entirely, go to barley. In fact, that's probably what we should have done and uh, probably could have had similar results with uh, just some clear field chemistry and uh, not been worried about the, the more expensive pre-emergence that we used. Other than that, fertiliser, we set up for success. We didn't quite get it. Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, that's how these things roll. Uh, disease, you know, the option wasn't there for a crown rot seed treatment at the start of this year. Fairly sure it was only released uh, or set for release for next season. Uh, but that's something that we will definitely be looking at going forward. And, yeah, that's pretty well it. Um, harvest, everything went well, nice and smooth. Straight into the bin, into the truck and on the road. So overall, I'm very satisfied, very happy with what we did, how we achieved it. It's always great to make a dollar. And, um, yeah, we had some pretty tight margins, but we haven't lost money on a crop yet, so I'm fairly happy there. Now, if you want to see what's going on around the farm or what I'm up to in the paddock, just follow In The Paddock Podcast uh, on Instagram, Facebook, all those good spots. Also have a YouTube channel at In The Paddock Podcast on YouTube. And uh, you can also follow Encompass Ag Solutions at Encompass Ag. Encompass Ag is my business. We do contract spraying, contract sowing, uh, contract research, bit of agronomy, bit of everything. Uh, yeah, it's been a, a fun fun little ride so far. And uh, sort of hoping for a bit more rain to pick things up and keep them moving. Anyway, that's it from me. Until next time, keep at it.